Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Tanya Holcomb, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story, reclaim your power, and answer your soul's call for greatness. With conversations on self-love, true nourishment, and natural healing, featuring transformative stories of divine intervention, unshakable faith, and living life untethered, you'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. I am now on the other side of just some really interesting healing challenges. And today was the first day in about two weeks that I was able to move my body in a way that just lights me up. And it was just so amazing what it did for my vibe of just riding my bike for 30 minutes with some hill work, with going through the woods. Like it was the first time in two weeks that I felt fully lit up. Like those unstoppable vibes that here I am living my best life and making the most of every moment. It was 30 minutes. Um, But I have learned and relearned and relearned that for me, movement carries more weight than any other self-care habit. Well, I don't know if any other, but uh, certainly food is pretty foundational. Um, and I do a lot, but it's just like when it comes to that vibe shift that, oh my gosh, like I just love my life and I love everything. It's like movement does that. It's almost instantaneous. And and even though these past couple of weeks I've been able to get some walk-ins, it's not the same as, you know, your heart pounding and that sweat coming, just that, mm, those endorphins, like that's the kind of movement that just lights me up. So yeah, moving my body for me is turning on and turning up the volume of the energetics that really translate to me uh, to, I get to, I get to have it all, right? Like I get to have it all. And it really turns the dial up of that, of that energy. So when I'm not moving, it's, you know, harder for me to tap into those vibes, uh, not impossible, but, but harder. And it, I can start to feel a little off. Um, so needless to say, I have felt a bit off, you know, this week through, or these past couple of weeks through these healing challenges. Um, it's, it's been very interesting. So it's not, entirely the point of today's conversation. Um, the, today's conversation is really about getting a taste of my own medicine. Ugh. So you guys know, right? Medicine, it doesn't always taste good. Sometimes it's absolutely like, ugh, gross, right? Like hard to get down, but it's, there's always something for us. 
especially when we allow it, right? When we allow the medicine to really transform us. And so that's been part of my two weeks. There's been a lot of um, sticky medicine that hasn't been easy going down, but being here on the other side of it, I'm just so grateful. So here we go. You know, when we were kids, or if you have kids like me, um, we learned what felt good or what didn't feel good, oftentimes the hard way. So if my brother, uh, if I was fighting with my brother and I hit him and then he hit me back, it's like, you know, you get this real time, real life example that hitting doesn't feel good. Now, when we're kids, we're kind of slow on the uptake, right? There's a lot of repetition to, to get it down. Um, but, you know, it's like, I'm gonna hit you, you hit me back, how? That doesn't feel good, right? Or if I pull on my cat's tail when I was little and the cat would attack me and bite me, it's like, oh, that didn't, that didn't feel good, you know, to do that. Um, or even, you know, saying something mean and hurtful, uh, like you're so dumb, and then the other person, you know, saying something, you know, well, not as dumb as you, right? Like, oh, that didn't feel good. That didn't feel so good to say that. And so there's a whole lot of learning by mirroring, right? And mirroring's a, a big conversation. We've talked about that a little bit in the past, but it's like holding up the mirror to these experiences of like, you do that, I, I do this, how, do you, how does that feel? So learning what doesn't feel good doesn't feel good. I mean, I even learned about how littering felt, you know, from the earth's perspective, the hard way. I may have told this story before, but I was a teenager heading out to go uh, babysit and I was sitting in their SUV with a window rolled down and in, we were at a gas station and in the side of the door handle, there was some nasty, gross ice cream napkins that were stuffed in the door handle. And me as a teenager was like, ew, that's so gross. So I took out the the napkins and I just, you know, my window was down. I just tossed them out the window. I, I can't even believe that I did something like that, but I did, you know. And this person came just stomping up to me grabbed the napkin and threw it in my face and he said how do you like it it's like well i don't like that at all like i will never forget you know that was a really tough way to learn how littering makes the earth feel but my gosh i didn't like that that didn't feel good i'll never do it again you know it was just one of those you know just really you know powerful moments that did not feel good and it changed my life so these learning opportunities are available to us, for all of us, you know, and of course, you know, at this point in our lives, we've evolved past the days of name calling, right, or hitting. Um, however, we are, you know, we're still, our energetics um, are so powerful because with even our energetics, right, like even though our, we may not be throwing a punch, our energetics can be punchy. You know, I, even though we may not have the name calling, our energetics can say it all. So there's so many times that just through the way our energy is, we can have a lot of things that aren't said or done directly, but is very much felt. And this is pretty powerful. 
And so with our energetics, we can, you know, create environments where we support people in flourishing or we make them want to shrink, you know? So it's 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 pretty big deal how, how we get to evolve with this. You know, we evolve past this direct attacks, I hope, right? We move po- past those things the best that we can or we, you know, um, fall on our swords quickly and ask for forgiveness. But how much is our energetics at play in in making people feel like they can expand or making them feel like they need to shrink. So, you know, I I really believe that my role here on earth is to create environments where people feel loved and supported. And I truly believe that when people feel good, they will flourish. And so during times of their weakness, it's not my role to see them in their weakness, but rather see them in their power to witness how far they've come. And, and this, is, this is an incredible uh, thing that over the years, like I've just naturally um, can see that. Now, certainly I'm still a human, right? And there are still human moments where I can still be triggered by certain things and have to work through it with my team. But I, I always know the greater story. And at the end of the day, it's a conversation about people and their power. And, and believing that we're all here doing the best that we can and we're all here to to evolve. So I don't I don't always get things perfectly and I have absolutely messed up before and I'm sure I'll mess up again. Uh, but I am in a constant ask of how to get better because I really just want to be good at this, you know, of just having these environments where people just continue to flourish around me. And so one of the fastest ways that I believe, you know, that we get to learn how to get better is when the universe mirrors to us, to myself, um, how my previous behavior might make someone feel. So you know by now that I'm extremely convicted And conviction is huge. Uh, My conviction that I have is a huge part of the movement that we've created. It's absolutely, um, I would not be here without my convictions. I am highly convicted on naturopathy. I'm highly convicted on medical freedoms. I am highly convicted on living our best lives and having the freedom to create a life that we love. Um, I have so many convictions now. It's it's unbelievable. And all of these convictions are part of me and part of my platform. And it's what you choose to plug into. Just listening to this podcast, you are listening to my convictions. And so having all of these convictions, you know, um, is... <laughs> It can make for intensity at times. It, it can be intense for some people at times. And energetically, I know this. I have felt this. I have felt when my convictions are not helpful. I have felt when my convictions have shut somebody down. I know the time and place for my convictions, but sometimes I don't always practice that. Sometimes I just can't wait to share why or what I believe is going on. And certainly, 
I have, I'm much improved. My gosh, early on, it was terrible. When I see some Facebook post memories show up, I'm like, oh, I was such a baby then, you know, such a baby just banging on doors, wanting everybody to believe what I believe, just pushing and proving and trying to convince. Like, I really try not to do that now. Like, I stand on my convictions. I stand firmly in them. But it's more so the energy of like, this is what I believe. And if you want to join me, then you can join me. Like, the door is here. But it's not like I'm going to force you to believe what I believe or I'm going to push you to believe what I'm going to believe or I'm going to harass you to believe what I believe. Like, I don't do that. It's just like, these are my truths. This is what has set me free. And if you want to come be part of this, like that, there's an opportunity for you. So anyway, all my convictions, right? So here I am. walking this healing journey and I have been putting uh, a lot of focus on efforts to shift my physical body. So recently we had a really brilliant fascia uh, conversation. Uh, This is something that has been very much in alignment to to me. I'm committed to that. I'm more committed every day to uh, my stretches and having those continue to be effortless or continue to become more effortless for me to fit into my day or be part of my day, be part of who I am. Um, I'm committed to my, you know, bi-weekly 90-minute massages. I do lymphatic therapeutic work every six to eight weeks. I visit the chiropractor as much as I'm able to do that. Um, I've just been so committed, you know, most recently, like the path of where I'm at is like, okay, now that I'm at this point, what's the next thing that I want? And the next thing that I want is to have just my physical body just have that that vibrancy not from like a skin texture perspective you know like that's yes I want that too but I'm just saying like I want to feel flexible I believe that flexibility um, is part of longevity I want to be able to fall and feel like I bounced right back up so I have lived a life of highly abusing my body uh, throughout the years. Like this has never really been my focal. Certainly I have tapped in and tapped out of yoga, never really been that quote unquote good at it. Um, But I knew that it was in that vein of what I was looking for. Um, But I, I reached a point where I'm like, I don't want to go to yoga classes. I don't, I don't want to put on a yoga you know, DVD or that's not the case anymore, but you know, where I live still is the case because our internet is so spotty. Um, But you know, it's like, I don't, it's not what I want. I want to be working with a practitioner um, and to have custom to me stretches of where I'm supposed to put my focus in and that's where I'm going to give my energy. And so here I am, you know, like this is my priority. I, I have lived a life of, as I said, highly abusing my body from the sense of never really honoring um, the stretching, you know, never really honoring the fact that my hamstrings are so tight and improving every day, but, you know, so tight, you know, I was, I showed horses for for years you know from a kid on to a young adult I was a you know runner did cross country um 
and then did, you know, half marathons as a young adult and then, you know, then went into, you know, lifting, but never honoring really, um, you know, what's contracted, how do we expand it, right? Like never honoring the the actual stretching part of it, never honoring the fact that my body is extremely, extremely tight and locked down. And so I knew that this was part of my path and that this is extremely exciting to me to be able to just tap into this greater flexibility, but not, but from the lens of knowing like my whole like foundation of my body is going to be in a completely better place. Like, wow, incredible. So um, being committed to this, like I'm also open to stirring up the pot a bit. And isn't this true with the healing path, right? It's like we're on the path and as we're walking the path, like there is a tendency for things to feel worse at times, but you're, it's never truly worse, right? It's like it is up and down on the way up. So in everything, with every single aspect of anything that you're working on, health as part of that, there's going to be times where it feels down. But the real question is, is are you on the path? Yes. Okay. Then it's not really down. You're still moving up. So two weeks ago, I guess now nearly two weeks ago, I I woke up into some pain. And I know pain just doesn't happen, right? Like, it's not like, oh, I I slept wrong. I have some pain. It's like, this is bigger than that. It wasn't acute in the sense of like, oh, I fell out of a tree. So of course I'm sore. Um, So to me, it was more so like, hmm, I'm really curious. Like, what am I working through right now? And so again, I feel like I'm laying a new foundation for my body. And sometimes there's just a little glitch, you know, that comes. And so with any type of glitch, because I have glitches all the time, all the time, all the time, I have little glitches that come up in my life. I say to myself, or I say to my team, or I say to who's ever around me, I know how this story ends. So this is just a little glitch. It doesn't matter. If there can be something that comes up with a business, something that comes up, you know, family life. It's like, I know what story I'm writing. I know how this ends. We're all good. And so the same with this pain. It's like, I know the path that I'm on. I know the story that I'm writing. I know I'm going to be okay. So I'm going to get really curious right now. So the fascinating thing is, is that on this path of doing this work, I have had more physical body pain than I have like ever remember having. Um, Whether that's fully true or not true, it's like the truth of the matter right now. It's like I'm doing this stuff and I'm working on it and it feels like I'm constantly like dealing with a little something new that I didn't have before. But again, it's like certainly ego or other people's perspective could form a truth that says, well, the more body work that you keep doing, the worse you're worse off you are. But like, I know that's not true because I see the positive shifts. I see the positive shifts. Like I know what path I'm on. And so recognizing how contracted, how tight my body previously was and still is, and knowing that I'm making progress, even though progress may come with discomfort, even though healing may come with discomfort at times, I am unraveling years of abuse to my body. Okay. So the pain is here. 
It is very much present. I would say it's about a six to a 10. So I did my naturopathic care thing. I used my tools that I have for pain relief and I had the pain down from about a six to a one, you know, by that afternoon. I was feeling a lot better. I was like, okay, whoo, I just had some inflammation going on. Like I feel better. And I also knew that I had a massage later that night and we could work to further address it. So that night I had a massage and really working in that area where the pain uh, was previously present and, and just still lingering a little bit. When I, when I left, I, I felt a, a little worse and I knew that was a possibility, you know, but I also knew I wasn't going backwards. I, I was releasing, I was working through something. So as I was driving uh, back to the office, I realized that I couldn't take a deep breath in. I knew that there was some contraction, you know, my intercostal muscles were firing. Like I could feel like, like, oh, I cannot get a deep breath in. Like, whoa, like, so now all of a sudden, which wasn't all of a sudden, keep in mind, but like, it's like my shoulder is radiating pain. I can't get this deep breath in. It's, it's catching in my sternum. It's radiating to my side. And I'm just like, that instant reaction is like, think I might have a panic attack. Like I can't breathe. Right. So I was able to work through that, get myself back in my body, uh, be able to be with the pain and still be in other parts of the conversation. I actually never, you know, canceled anything that week. I, I was able to, to move through things. The pain would come and go. Um, and, and I continued to, to use my tool. So that's, night was the first night of the entire week or or the first night of many nights uh, of that week that I slept, you know, on the couch sitting upright because there was no way I could lay down. Like I could not lay on my back. Uh, The shoulder blade was just firing. It was just like, like just full on loud. Um, So pain, you know, is one of those very humbling, very gracious teachers um, that when it comes into my life, I I know it's attached to a pretty big lesson for me. And so I made a chiropractor appointment for the next morning. And this is where (laughs) the real medicine starts to unfold. And it's so simple, but it it was so profound for me. So I walked in and uh, the secretary asked me how I was doing. And normally if somebody at the front desk asks me how I'm doing, like, I'm going to say I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. Because it really, to me, does not make sense to engage in how I'm doing at this point of contact. Okay. So I'm in pain though. I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable. We all have been there when we feel like we're a small child and we just want somebody to take care of us because we're not feeling good. And I say, I'm not, I'm not doing so great. I, I've been better. I think I have uh, pulled a rib or have a rib out. I can't remember exactly how I said it, but I said something to that extent. <laughs> and listen, I know that that's not exactly what was happening, but in my brain at the moment, that was how I was explaining my discomfort. Like my rib isn't out. It's not gone anywhere. But for figure of speech, you all know what I just meant when I said that, right? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like you're dealing with 
some difficulty breathing and you have some contraction and you are experiencing pain, right? Like, okay. So I said that and I met with snarky energetics and the comment back of, you know, that's not how it works, right? And I was so mad. I was so mad. I was so instantly angry. My small child and me came out and just wanted to throw a big tantrum of like, I know that's not how it works. Like, I just don't feel good. And I just am hoping that you can help. You know, that's, that's where I was at this point. And I thought about that point of contact all day. Because it wasn't about her. It never is about the other person. It was about me. And what was most disturbing, disrupting, is knowing how many times I have said that to someone. How many times that I have improperly used a moment where they were perhaps vulnerable and I am using that as a platform to teach them you know this isn't how it works, right? You know how many times I think that in a day? Depends on the day, but it can be a lot. Like, I am a very convicted person. So when I see people uh, afraid of germs, right? Overly using hand sanitizers, uh, stripping fats out of their diet because they don't want to have high cholesterol, uh, avoiding salt because their blood pressure, um, being freaked out about ticks because of Lyme, like accepting the fact that they are dealing with XYZ because their mom had it. Like there are so many times in a day where I think or I say, you know, that's not how it works, right? Like it doesn't work like that. That's not what's happening right now. Like so many things. Like somebody says, uh, you know, well, I had thyroid issues, but I got thyroid meds, so now I'm better. I'm like, you know, that's not how it works, right? Ugh. Ugh, this did not feel good. This did not feel good at all to me. And I'm thinking and I'm getting flashbacks of inappropriate instances where I said that and it's just making me feel emotional um just you know just it was like this whole awareness right of where this was a point of self-righteousness this was a point of self-righteousness that overruled this moment of connection, this moment of compassion, this moment of holding space, this moment of witnessing. Now, in most cases, there's nothing wrong when I say that because in most cases, there's, there's platforms where I'm speaking or I'm talking or I'm educating or I'm talking about and people are plugging into that. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about one-to-one, heart-to-heart, I'm talking about moments with people who 
are genuinely curious about this and sharing their thoughts and I'm trying to change their perspective in that moment of time. Like telling me that, you know, the reason why so-and-so has ear infections is because their parents had ear infections, so that's why they have ear infections. And I'm like, you know, that's not how it works, right? And it's like, I'm losing them. I, I can see it so quickly now because I just felt that. Because this minute that she said that to me, she lost me. I no longer felt safe in that environment. It was no longer an environment where I was going to flourish. In fact, I want it out of there right now, right? Again, this is ego. I have developed some emotional mastery where I can tap and get myself regrounded and be like, okay, you're okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is not about her. This is about you. But I had to do the work in that moment. Because in that moment of time, I wanted to fight or run. It was a simple comment that made me feel like shit. It was a simple comment that made me feel ashamed. It was a simple comment that made me want to shut down. Because I do know that that's not how it works. But in this moment of time, I don't want to be somebody who knows. I just want to be seen and I want to be supported, and I want to be loved, and I want to be helped because I'm in pain right now and I'm coming to you in a vulnerable state for some relief. Even though I'm choosing this pain and I believe this pain is part of my upgrade, I could use some help right now. So it took me a moment, because I had, this was like seconds, right, that this is processing. The comment comes, you know that's not how it works, right? And I'm like, the fight, the flight, the run, you know, the, the, like it's all just right there. And then I'm breathing and my energetics shifted with those moments, right? It, energetically, you can feel when somebody wants to fight or run. Like energetically, I did that. I breathed and I allowed myself to swallow the sticky medicine that did not taste so good. And I'm like, this was for me. I needed to feel this so I don't repeat it anymore. I needed to feel how icky this makes me feel right now. I desire to continue to get better, to be stronger, to be more resilient, to be more compassionate. And this was a powerful opportunity to reflect on who I am. I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit. All the flashes of moments that came just down on me that day of instances where people were genuinely being vulnerable and I shut that down with that comment or something like it, or maybe I didn't even say it. This is the kicker. Maybe I didn't even say it, but I felt it and my energetics shifted. Do you know how many times I have felt that self-righteousness? <laughs> you know that's not how it works, right? Maybe I didn't say it. Maybe I had the no with all to not say it but I still felt it and that feeling still radiated from me and that feeling still shifted the dynamics. 
That's how powerful our energetics are. There were times that I saw in my flashback as these memories were dropping of like, I didn't say it then, but I sure felt it. And I'm sure they felt that too from me. And did that make them shut down? Because I allowed that moment of self-righteousness that I couldn't see before. I did not realize that was a moment of self-righteousness for me, but it sure was. I mean, I, I've had people tell me, you know, just off the cuff, well, I, I had to get this surgery because, you know, my mom got the surgery, so the surgery was a preventative surgery. And it's like, I'm screaming inside, you know? You know that's not how it works, right? I'm screaming inside. So here's my challenge. Am I able to witness and hold space for somebody and not even allow that to drop into my field? Because there was a time and place for me to share these truths on different platforms. All my classes, all the things that we do is to defy logic and to open up a new paradigm for healing. That's the place for those convictions. But when somebody's sharing something with me, can I reach a point where those thoughts, those self-righteous thoughts don't even enter my field, that I can just hold space and witness where they are in their journey? Because to me, it's like energetically feeling it or verbally saying it, there's no difference. And I've done both. And it feels so inappropriate now. Because of my experience. It wasn't the time or the place. And I believe that I know the difference. At least with this awareness, I can do a lot better job. I want to create environments where people flourish, which means they need to feel good. And this means that even people who are on the street, right, and just sharing something with me, I'm not going to win them over by shutting them down. It's not the time or place. So... I work through that. <laughs> I work through that. And then a day or so later, I went back and I had another experience. And this time it was an experience of being with conviction. And really, again, it's like that conviction is why we're all here. We would not be here sharing this space together if I did not have conviction. And again, there is a time and a place to saturate somebody with conviction. Can I get to the point where I can feel and read all of that? Where I can feel it and I can read it and, and these convictions or these moments of wanting to reset the truth don't even drop in because it's not the time and place. So realizing and having this moment, right? Like the big lesson is just like knowing that this is a next level mastery of reading the situation, of reading the person, of knowing that because of my experience that if I inappropriately use 
you know that's not how it works right or inappropriately use the time to saturate my conviction, I'm going to lose them. I'm going to draw a bigger gap that I can close that gap with compassion and listening and care. Like, I don't need to reset this right now. So that was my big lesson. It's just like mastering my energetics, mastering my passion, my sharing, my convictions, like knowing that through that portal, I can reach so many more people. Again, my convictions aren't going anywhere. It's, I'm not saying that. You will see me probably be even more convicted throughout the years of, of evolution. What I'm saying is the time or place. Because having that exchange in the time or place shut me down. And I know the difference. I felt it. Again, the person didn't do anything wrong. It wasn't that. It had nothing to do with that. It was a lesson for me. And that was the pathway for that lesson. Got it. <laughs> Let me learn this. So that was my medicine. But this offering wasn't really for that to be your medicine. Maybe it is. Maybe you're just as convicted as me and you find yourself wanting to reset the truce in the now. And, and perhaps there's some medicine for you here too. Right? Like really honoring that time, time and time and place. But the real offering here is just how open are you to these experiences that these exchanges that you have with people that don't feel good? How open are you to having this be a mere experience for you to do your own work? When someone offers you something that doesn't feel good, are you willing to look in the mirror and be honest and ask yourself, is there something here for me? Do I do this to other people? Have I done this to someone recently? Like, is there something here for me? When we feel things like this, there's so much power in those feelings in that instantaneous bubbling up of rage. Like, it's powerful. Speaking of that, oh my gosh, I almost forgot to tell you this. So I go through all that pain. I have that exchange and experience. I'm fuming on this for a day. The next day, I get a boil, a legit boil out of my back. We're talking releasing some suppressed anger in the saturation of this realization of like, ah, like I, 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 I played this part with people. And, and, and again, like, I don't know for sure that I made anybody feel anything, right? Like, I can't say that for sure, but I do know for sure that when I saturated my conviction or dropped in my, you know, that's not how it works, right? I know I felt the energy shift. That's what I was mad about. It's like I can go back and know that the energy shifted. And it was like for the first time I was willing to really see it. And instead of thinking this is my opportunity to set the stage right into like change this person's life with a paradigm shift, like no, it's not. It's not the time or the place. Okay, I'll just stop saying it then. I won't say it, but I'll think it. I'll think it. I'll think it. I'll think it a lot. I'll scream it in my head. You know this is how it works, right? Like they can feel that. They can probably feel that more than if you just would have said it. So this was this whole like realization blown up big in my face, right? 
and I get a boil right in the area of the pain center, this tennis, not no, golf ball size thing coming out of my skin. Again, we are not normal people, so we know this is not isolated from each other. These two things are directly connected. <laughs> so I get that, and then through some other things, get an earache it was just like all on this side all of like oh like anger moving through moving out um you know the earache of like this is so hard to hear this is so hard to take but I'm gonna take it you know it's like all of this is so connected like I encourage you when things come up please do not isolate them from what's going on in your life there's, there's the deeper connection always at play. Be willing to look at the metaphysical. If it doesn't instantly resonate with this moment of time, could it possibly be the past releasing, moving through? Like I am doing a lot of tissue work right now. Anger is all I've known most of my life. It's my non-self theme. It's, it's all I knew where to go when I wasn't happy, I was angry. It was like my two faces. So I've done so much work with anger, but anger is still here for me to play with. Every time I work with anger now, it's like, hello, you're not in alignment. (laughs) Get back in alignment. Let's get back to where you are. But like, it was also like, this thing didn't make me feel good. Wow. Like this is moving through me and having to work with the feelings of like the anger of like, I did that and didn't see it until now, like didn't really see it until now, as well as, you know, just working through suppressed anger, like suppressed stuff in my tissue. So it was all just so fascinating. Like I love, I have lots of different resources for the languages of the body, um, from the metaphysical lens or the emotional lens. Um, but you know, the quick and easy reference would just be doing Louise Hay and then typing in your symptom and just allowing it to be with you and just being curious about it, like being open and curious about what you're being confronted with or presented with because it's all just part of our evolution if we allow it. So, you know, it's like just moving out of that place of looking at people as good people or bad people. It's like if you're presented with something that made you feel uncomfortable, you didn't like how it felt, like where where have you felt that before? That's another question. Like, where else have you felt this? Is it possible that you don't like the way that this makes you feel because you make people feel that way too? Or you have recently? Or you do? Like, allow this to be an offering. Like, especially when it's loud and it just like, it gets you. It's like, where is this coming from? Where have I felt this before or am I doing this now or have I done it recently? When people present us our shadows, it doesn't feel good. It's not going to feel good to be like, really? Me? I did? I'm doing that? Crap, right? It does not feel good. But I'd rather know. I'd rather know. I'd rather know now so I can make, so I can course correct. There will always be something new that I have to learn, something new that I have to work through, but I am open. I am open even when it doesn't taste good. Even when it physically hurts, I am open. 
much of my business has been built based on what feels good to me or doesn't. And I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud that I've built a business that has felt good to me. And when I have done things out of alignment, I am thankful enough to be fast at pivoting, be fast at course correcting. Like, like I'm going to, I'm willing to see it. And I want to be better. I love, I love the environments and the communities that we've created. They're the most purest, beautiful communities of women who are learning and growing together. And we have next to zero drama. And I'm so proud of that. And I know that would not be possible if I was not committed to this work. But I always know I can do better. And when I felt something that potent, (laughs) that brought up that rage that fast, I'm like, whoo-hoo, this is for me. This is for you. This is for all of us. I can do better. I can lead better. So I'd love to know, as always, how does this land? What resonated with you? What was the message for you? Or what was the offering? Was there something here where we need to lighten up a bit on our perspective, on our perception shifts that we want to make in real time and just continue modeling for people and keep continuing to create spaces for them to lean into? Or is it something bigger? Is it that you just had a confrontation last night and now it's like, hmm, you're going to go look in that mirror and see what was really there for you? Either way, I would love to hear from you. As always, I'll see you next time. tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth and fiercely awakening.